Jurassic Park 3 Minute 12. We're discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're going to be discussing Minute 33 of Jurassic Park 3. David, ready to get into it? Sure. As we ended on Minute 32 of Jurassic Park 3, the group had come across the parasail, hanging from a large tree. Paul had found a life jacket, and Udesky had found a video camera hidden in the grass. As we open on Minute 33, Udesky starts to pull his torch to bits and says, I have an idea. At the seven second mark, Grant and Billy are standing by the parachute when the tiny voices of Eric can be heard from the video camera. At the 14 second mark, after Grant and Billy come over to stand behind Amanda and Paul, they all watch the tiny screen of the video camera as we see Eric throwing a frisbee on a beach. As the video continues to be played, we can see Ben asking for the video camera, saying he wants to take it with him. And then shots of Vissel Sauna and the boat attack, before finally the two crashing through the canopy of a tree and Eric landing on the ground, saying that he's okay. At the 52 second mark, Eric looks back up towards the camera and says the camera's still on, before reaching up and turning it off. And as the minute ends, with sign of the sun alive, Paul says he's still alive. We're going to find him. Continuing straight on from minute 32 here, where Amanda's found the video pat- video camera battery dead, Udesky says that he has an idea and begins unscrewing his torch. Now we don't get to see exactly what he's up to, but I, we can pretty much put together, and it's said in the script as well, that he's sort of using the batteries and the torch to power the video camera. Which, honestly, I always thought, I always thought he was transferring the battery to the, um, to the camera when I was a kid, and now that I think back, I'm not sure how I thought he would have done that. (laughs) Well, it looks like a maglite, so back in the 2000s, it would have been run on the big D batteries, so there might be four D batteries in there, like they're about a volt and a half each. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, those ca- those batteries would not have fit in that camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but even the voltage, you're looking at about six volts total. I don't. Th- those cameras are running about nine, um, nine volts. Or am I, what am I? I didn't check. I did do some research on this camera. I'll get to in a minute. But I didn't check the battery voltage, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But but even just trying to, because um, in the script too, it says he uses wires to connect the batteries and. We don't see any of that. We don't know where he'd get wires from. We didn't see him strip any wire out of the cockpit or anything. Yeah. Which you could have done. Being a mercenary or a booking agent, he might have thought to think ahead like that and grab some wiring or something. But um, we get a cut here of Alan and Billy sort of standing by the parachute looking at it. And then we hear the sound of Eric's voice coming from the tiny speakers of the camera. And they uh, walk over to where Paul and Amanda and a Udesky are crouched down watching the video. And uh, it shows sort of Ben and Eric throwing a frisbee on a beach, then a cut to a car park, and Ben saying he wants to take the camera with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's implied that they are vacationing in Costa Rica mm. through this. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're both kind of from Enid, Oklahoma, and there's no beaches in Oklahoma. <laughs> first of all, and then when... Um, they're going. They uh, when Ben turns around and asks uh, for the camera, you can see palm tree. You can see palm fronds behind them in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So they probably filmed. I mean, for the sake of the movie, they probably filmed it in like a park, some parking lot on Kauai. But I think that it's meant to be Costa Rica. 
<laughs> I was looking very closely at those cars in the, in the parking lot, <laughs> trying to see if maybe it was the back lot or something. I suppose Amanda saying that this was filmed the morning they disappeared can pretty much say that they had to have been there. Yeah, that would have to mean they were at, in Costa Rica at that time. Yeah. Um, it's sort of, I find one odd little thing here is the fact that it's just started playing from them throwing the frisbee on the beach, whether that's the start of the tape or we don't see them hit the rewind button just, and they don't just turn the, turn the camera on and press play, obviously, because mm-hmm. it'd be stopped where the film ended but sort of a little bit of a chopping here where it's on the it's on the uh beach and it cuts to the car park where ben gets the camera and then it pretty much instantly cuts to um the views already on the parasail above sauna and i i just mm-hmm. wonder if um if enrique didn't want him filming on the boat don't get my face uh, on camera <laughs> i'd have to say he probably did not yeah yeah which is different to the script or in the novel one or two we'll get to in a minute. They um they filmed on the boat as well, but mm-hmm. I definitely if Enrique's run a bit of a shady operation here and no cameras, no photography <laughs> until you mm-hmm. get in the air. Now, one thing I do want to mention, I forgot to mention this earlier in the minute, is when um Grant and I me mean, right uh, before Grant and or no when Grant and Billy are um standing there in front of the parasail before. Desky rushes over with the flashlight. You can see like there's an orange glow at the base of the tree, which I think is trying to imply that they are that the sun is setting soon, which is weird because I mean they're kind of in the middle of the day. Yeah, well we don't get nighttime on the island until we get to the river. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot longer past this point. Maybe it was just something they filmed late. May have been, yeah. But I suppose it does show, too, the fact that um, the foliage that isn't as dense here around this big tree, so the sun is allowed to get in, even as it's setting or getting lower in the sky, it's able to get in and make that orange glow. Mm-hmm. We also get a shot here on the camera of the uh, the boat being torn up and the uh, confusion and a little bit of extra, extra dialogue from Ben that we didn't hear in the original saying there's a big cliff while they're trying to get the rope free. But then we sort of another cut on camera to them coming down into the trees and Ben frees Eric and he drops to the ground a few feet below him on the jungle floor and he asks, are you alright buddy? And he says he's going to drop down himself but uh, we don't see that, we just see Eric looking back up mm-hmm. and saying the camera's still on and he t- yeah. reaches up and turns it off. I wonder why we never see him and first of all I'm going to say that I don't Dude, you look up the specs for this camera? Because I have no belief that this camera could zoom in onto the island like this. <laughs> it does. I did. The camera itself, it took a lot of editing still mm-hmm. screen caps to try and get um, some things on. I did uh, read one. There's one um, sort of blogger that um, calls out films on product placing and called mm-hmm. out this film for product placing of this Panasonic video camera but the fact that I had to try so hard just to get a clear image of it to get the numbers and that off it I don't think it's as product placement as uh, he thinks but it's a uh, Panasonic PVDV 400 which is a palm quarter mm-hmm. it was part of the release of the early 2000s where the video cameras moved from um, internal memory to or even the small tapes to uh, the small DV tapes, mm-hmm. which um, could hold a lot more. As for stats itself, I didn't um, write all them down, but 
Yeah, no, but yeah, digital, back then I don't think they got to digital zoom, it still would have been all um, optic zoom, so yeah, there's no way they could have zoomed in <laughs> that far. Yeah, I mean, because you can see they zoom in right up on a river. Yeah. Seriously, there's no way they did that with that camera. But yeah, um, as, we were, as we were discussing before, the we see him turn around and mention the camera's still on. But we never see him get out of the tree. And it's fun. It's just weird because I know that um, some fans have suggested that you can possibly hear a raptor snarl during the camera feed. But I could never hear it. I don't think <laughs> it's there. Well, it does It does go into another one of the big mysteries of this film. And I suppose we can discuss it more when we get to the next minute. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, what what exactly happened there here we um i'm guessing when they went through the trees he's knocked it or as branches hit it and that's turned it back on because we only get that last couple of seconds of him going through the trees and then mm -hmm. it's sort of cut again to him letting eric down so um, well there's also a bit that we don't see because the camera cuts away to showing them looking at the camp looking at the view and not and we don't actually see the feed itself Hmm. Well, it's sort of yeah, in the film here. It sort of looks more like than it just got Eric turned the camera off and that's the end. Where in the actual script it says the the camera, the battery goes and the camera just goes black. So mm. there could have been more there. The what what happened could have been recorded. But again, like now here we are in our second minute of having this. Or we've nearly gone for a full minute of just um, stuff on this camera, which. As uh, we mentioned in the script or in the uh, novel, last minute it doesn't really add much to the film. We just see that Eric survives on the he gets to the ground alive, which gives um, Paul and Amanda hope that he is still alive and mm -hmm. didn't sort of die when they hit the ground. But yeah, and then the other nitpick, of course, is the fact that this camera can still operate after eight weeks. I, one one big thing with these films, every I think we've mentioned it before, every film there's a some sort of storm. It, the film itself could take between one to two days on the island. There's always a storm, so mm -hmm. that means it rains a lot down there, and this camera would have been mouldy and destroyed. Oh, well, the, <laughs> boy. The, um, the, what, uh, what is it? The, what am I drawing a blank? The life vest <laughs> that they find is kind of dry rotted away. When, yeah, when you, when you see her grab it, you can see that it's, the, uh, material around the foam the, on the inside is kind of um, it, 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 it looks thin yeah and so I'm not sure if it's just because of it's been on the boat and it's a crappy boat or if it's actually because it's just been out in the elements for two months same with the parasail oh. though the parasail looks shiny and new when we saw it on the boat and here is kind of covered in dirt and leaves and stuff already. Yeah. I, I suppose because of the fact that Ben's hanging from it, it wouldn't have been on the ground then just got blown back up into the tree. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like it's been on the ground for a while then hung up again. But yeah, one one stat I definitely checked out when I found this camera online was it's waterproof <laughs> factor and it's not waterproof at all. Yeah, so, so that would have been destroyed then. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's here to exposit some dialogue, and it's good to see that you can still buy this camera on eBay and that for just under the hundred dollar mark for the most part. So 
I'm going to be purchasing one and getting it trashed up a little bit <laughs> to put it in my display. There's um, a little bit of a prop. But uh, briefly in the uh, script and novel comparisons, um, we get a little bit more about how you just keep powers up the camcorder, as I said before, using the batteries from the torch and running wires mm -hmm. to the camcorder. Udesky also says he doesn't know how long it'll work for, but um, swings out the tiny little screen and hits play, so again, he goes straight for play and not rewind. As in the tape, as the tape plays, Amanda says, I filmed this the morning they left, um, and not the morning they disappeared, like she says in the film. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually get some footage here on the camera as well of the boat approaching the island, and we, it's described as pretty much getting what we've seen in the start of the film replayed here on the little camera screen. But through Ben's perspective, of course, because he's the one holding it. Um, and obviously that's why they cut it all down, because, again, we don't want to re-go re through the, the whole start of the film here mm -hmm. on the camera. But we also, with them, when we see them falling through the trees, it's a little bit more scary, or scarier fall through the canopy of trees. Um, a lot more flashes and sort of branches hitting the camera and the scared faces of Eric and Ben as the camera is sort of whipping around and they fall through the treetops. And when Ben's asking if Eric's okay, you can sort of hear a gurgling in his voice, mm -hmm. which would sort of imply that he's pretty pretty badly hurt, which, again, we'll <laughs> go into next minute of what actually happened or what we think happened to him because it's not really explained. But as Eric drops to the ground and looks up at Ben with the camera, he um, says he's okay, and then we get a weaker reply from Ben. Um, we're going to get out of this, pal. And then the uh, image starts to fade as the batteries go, so... Again, it's sort of implying more that Ben's, Ben's injured and he's not going to be able to go too far because obviously something's internal. He's got blood in the lungs or something. Oh. Um, maybe maybe a maybe a fract like broken ribs or something to do that. Which um, which yeah, you fall through a canopy, a tree canopy, you're going to get hurt. Like the fact that Eric's only got a little scratch on his cheek. <laughs> um, maybe Ben took the brunt of the uh, brunt of the collision with the timber, but. Mm. But uh, in the novel, briefly, um, again, as, as I said last minute, it all sort of takes place in a short couple of paragraphs or sentences. Um, the video offers no clues to the um, the pair's whereabouts, and uh, we also get the skeleton being found before Grant says that we should take it. It's here in the run sheet, so it has to be in there. <laughs> uh, David, anything else to discuss on minute 33 before we get heavy for the week? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we discussed that pretty well. Alright. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are we on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? 
no force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. You desk. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur there! <laughs> 